Well, hello there, healthy-ish listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am Felicity Harley and joining me is none other than our fabulous digital editor, Ashley Austin. And we are chatting through, well, the three stories that made us spit out our green juices this week. Well, not just spit, actually, the second story made me a guzzle mine. (laughs) Hello, welcome back to Healthish. Thank you. Hi, hi everybody. Another week. Have you had a great spring week? Spring week of September. I have. I've you know switched the hot coffee for cold brew. I am really. I've got a. I've got a new pep in my step. As soon as it starts to get lighter in the morning, something happens to me. It's physical. Oh, I think it's probably biological, don't you think? I think we were designed to come alive in in spring and summer. Yeah, I find my mood just changes. I really, it's harder to be sad in spring and that's a fact. I'm sure it's in a journal study somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually my favourite time of year. I love spring. It just makes you feel good. Anyway, what else is making us all feel good on the Body and Soul website this week? Yes, so it's a piece that we ran around something called wellness washing in the workplace. So if you work in an office space or Perhaps other types of workplaces, they often have yoga, lunchtime meditation, you know, the free basket of fruit. And that might appear like your employer really cares about you and your well-being. But despite many companies now offering these programs, in reality, there's a bit of a disconnect in how we're feeling at work and how well we actually feel. I love this. So it's some, spot on. Some, yeah, it's It's so spot on. And some stats that illustrate this is that 56% of Australian companies offer corporate wellness programs, yet more than 62% of us are experiencing burnout at work. That's higher than any other country in the world, according to a study by Microsoft. Are you serious? Wow. That's not good. And we often, you know, pride ourselves in our sort of self-care nation where we're all really laid back and apparently not. So, our national exhaustion levels are getting so dire that a third of co-work, a, a third of workers between the ages of 25 and 55 have considered quitting. According to the experts we spoke to in the story, that it's not actually yoga that helps. It's things like a decent salary, generous parental leave, good holiday allowance, sick pay, and flexibility. That's all the things that actually play a huge part. And these things make a difference to people's stress levels, you know, their ability to function in all areas of their lives and their overall well-being. Yeah, I, amen. Absolutely. 100% yeah. on board with there's, this. There's, there's got to be a lot of people nodding, I think, listening right now. You know, if you're in a workplace that doesn't actually promote wellness, all is not lost. You know, there's still proactive measures that you can put in place to look after your own well-being. So, Lots of, empl- uh, lots of companies have employee assistance programs that you can access for confidential support. And, of course, remember those boundaries are a two-way street. You know, that's putting the onus on yourself, not responding to emails after, you know, you get home from work at night, taking a walk during your lunch break, you know, talking to your leader and putting your hand up and saying, I'm struggling. So I think there are a few things that you can do if you are finding that work is overwhelming. Wow, Ash, that's really interesting. Who would have thought Australia is suffering from crippling burnout? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, now's that time of year where a lot of us are tired. You know, it's been a long winter. We're coming out in spring. So I, I would definitely do a bit of a stock take on your stress levels and see where you're at. Mm-hmm. Well, or you could move to the Mediterranean. Do you like this segue into that the, next, <laughs> the next topic? About that sounds good, guys. The Mediterranean. If you, if you quit your job, Felicity <laughs> Harley is not going to take responsibility for you quitting your job and moving to the Med. No, in fact, I'm coming too. <laughs> I want to move to the Med. <laughs> now, let me talk. I just want to – I'm obsessed with the Mediterranean, in case you haven't realised over the years. I, I love the Med. I love all it stands for. But it's no longer just about the Mediterranean diet. It's now all about the lifestyle. So for years, we've been served up a plethora of studies into the longevity benefits of the med diet. And of course, you know, we stand by these. These are amazing. But a new Harvard study of 110,000 people aged 40 to 75 from the UK's Biobank. We have talked about this before on this podcast. Yes. Well, basically it found that people who followed not just the diet, the med diet, but the actual Mediterranean lifestyle lowered their risk of premature death by nearly 30%. Now, let me remind you what those principles are. One, Mediterranean food consumption. So yes, the diet, whole grains, plants, fruits. Number two, Mediterranean diet habits. Now this was more about less salt, less sugar. So things that kind of subtly come into your diet when you don't even realize. Um, And number three, of course, physical activity, rest and social habits. Now, the lifestyle, just telling you a bit more about the study, the lifestyle was assessed through a questionnaire um, and diet assessments over the three areas. And then people were followed up under ten, like about nine and a half years later, and they found that of these 110,000 people, there were 4,247 4, total deaths, 2,401 cancer deaths, and 731 cardiovascular deaths. So basically, they just surmise that live this whole med lifestyle rather than just the diet. So physical activity, mm-hmm. relaxing, interacting with the people around you. Now, I've been a long time fan of um, National Geo or Geographic journalist Dan Bootner, who has long advocated his whole Blue Zones research. Um, I'm currently binging on his new Netflix show. It's worth watching, actually. It's called Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zone, where he travels around mm-hmm. the world to these Blue Zones and each episode, um, actually in one episode he, he covers a few, but he travels to places like Sardinia and he looks at the diet and lifestyles of those living in these places. And basically they are the, the blue zones, if you don't know, are the places which have the, the highest amount of centenarians living them in them throughout the whole world. It's worth a watch. And spoiler alert, Dan Bootner is coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Oh, very exciting. Yeah, see, Definitely I'm that obsessed. Tuning in. I'm like, yeah, right, you, I need to speak to you. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be fangirling when you speak to him. I know. I get nervous when I interview people that I really admire <laughs> in the health and wellness space. It's not like hot celebrities. It's like, okay, Dan Bootner, you are like amazing. You're an amazing scientist and researcher and journalist. Anyway. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it's definitely going to be full of hot tips on how we can all live to 100. Yes. Now, just quickly before we go, what was the most clicked story of the week? Yeah, so the most clicked story of the week we ran is a piece revealing the Australians most likely to cheat on their partners. So, you know, regardless of whether you're married or you're coupled up or where you live, 
there's a myriad of reasons why people cheat, right? But still, body and soul readers cannot get enough of this content. According to Ashley Madison, and that's, if you haven't heard of it, it's a dating site for married people. And the number one reason why people stray is because they're unfulfilled sexually, which not I mean, most of us would have, yeah. not surprising, right? So of the people surveyed on the site, 70% gave this as their reason for stepping out. So that's the vast majority. But as well as feeling unfulfilled sexually, 23% of respondents said their partners weren't fulfilling their emotional needs, which I thought was also quite interesting. So when people are out there, you know, doing the dirty, what's their excuse? 33% gave the old working late and 28% claimed they were catching up with friends and family, while 23% told their partners they're at work drinks. So interestingly, the professions of men most likely to cheat included those in managerial positions, engineers, sales managers and construction workers. And for women, it was nurses, admin assistants and teachers. Wow. Well, there we go. Wow. Well, I Who knew. I didn't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. So there we go. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I, I'm like obsessed with Esther Perel. And I think if you're feeling unfulfilled in your relationship, just listen to some of her good wisdom and then you'll, it'll set you back on the right track. Ash. Absolutely. See you next week. Hey, if you do want more info about those stories, I will leave links to them in the show notes. If you've got an idea for us to chat about on a Friday, please DM me at Felicity Harley. Anything else? There are plenty of other episodes of Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish to consume your time or just jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram or Facebook. You can also grab our print edition, which is out in your local Sunday paper. And don't forget the most important thing. We would love it if you could rate, review and also subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.